0: This should be up further, because I don't sit above Bhagavad Gita. I put Bhagavad Gita on my head, not at my feet. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Regarding the chanting of Nitai Goranga, which is widespread in inescapable today, and was even while Śrīla Prabhupada was present, which is why many devotees say that was okay because Prabhupada liked it, but um. Shuti Kirti Prabhu has recorded in his book, What is the Difficulty? That hearing this chanting once, Prabhupada commented, they can chant Nitai Goranga, but I will chant Hare Krishna and go back to Godhead. So it appears that Prabhupada wasn't particularly fond of this. He also uh, writes in Chaitanya Charitamrita Prabhupada that we should chant the full names of the Panchatattva Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadaadha Shri Vasa Adi this chanting will go on so many things will go on but uh, like many things which are chanted in our movement they weren't introduced by Prabhupada nor um, are they mantras or chants given by our acharyas Srimad Bhagavad Gita as it is Translation and commentary by His Divine Grace AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Chapter 2 Text 60 Yatato Yapikaunteya kaunteya puruśasya vipastitaha vipastitaha. indriyani pramāthini haranti prasabhammanaha Translation, the senses are so strong and impetuous, O Arjuna, that they forcibly carry away the mind even of a man of discrimination who is endeavouring to control them. There are many learned sages, philosophers and transcendentalists who try to conquer the senses, but in spite of their endeavours, even the greatest of them sometimes fall victim to material sense enjoyment due to the agitated mind. Even Vishwamitra, a great sage and perfect yogi, was misled by Menaka into sex enjoyment although the yogi was endeavouring for sense control with severe types of penance and yoga practice. And of course there are so many similar instances in the history of the world. Therefore it is very difficult to control the mind and senses without being fully Krishna conscious. Without engaging the mind in Krishna, one cannot see such material engagements. A practical example is given by Sri Yamuna Acharya, a great saint and devotee, who says... Yadavadhi Mamacheta Krishna Padara Vinde Navanava Rasa Dhaman yud, Yatang Rantumasit Tadavadhi Bata Nari Sangames Mariamane Bhavati mukha vikara Sushtu Nishthivancha since my mind has been engaged in the service of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna And I have been enjoying an ever-new transcendental humor. Whenever I think of sex life with a woman, my face at once turns from it and I spit at the thought. Mm. Krishna consciousness is such a transcendentally nice thing that automatically material enjoyment becomes distasteful. It is as if a hungry man had satisfied his hunger. By a sufficient quantity of nutritious eatables, Maharaj Ambarish also conquered a great yogi, Durvasamuni, simply because his mind was engaged in Krishna consciousness. (laughs) Savaimana Krishna Padara Vindayar Vachangsi Vaikunta Gunar Yatito Hyapikonthaya Purusasya Vipaschitaha Indriyani Pramadhini Haranti manaha. The senses are so strong and impetuous O so Arjuna that they forcibly carry away, away the mind even of a man of discrimination who is try, endeavoring to control them. This lecture is a continuation on the theme Hope for the Hopeless. We're all hopeless, really hopeless. I mean, hopeless, it's an English word which, etymologically, it means that one has... Well, it's very simple to understand. One one has no hope at all. But it gives the idea that one has an idea that there might be such a thing as a hope. In other words, one has knowledge of the situation that one wants to be in but no means to become situated in that position but our situation is even worse than that or was worse than that because we didn't even have any knowledge of Krishna we may feel hopeless of attaining Krishna but at least we have an idea well there is Krishna and I wish I had some hope of attaining Him. But we were so hopeless that we didn't even have any knowledge of who is Krishna, what is our relationship with Him, and that we can and should and must reestablish or reawaken our relationship with Him. It's not very easy for the conditioned soul to come out of Maya in the last session of this hope for the hopeless discussion. We read the verse Mama Maya Duratya Maya Krishna's Maya is the divine energy. It's propelled by divine power. So, it's very difficult to come out of. We are in the conditioned state. So to come to the free state, with the, it's not possible by any material means. No material energy is incapable of overcoming the spiritual energy. So by any material means, it's not possible. That means we have to come to the spiritual platform. We're not on that platform. In this verse, which we read today, just now, is described by Lord Krishna, the situation of a person who has knowledge of what is the goal of life and how to attain it, and is seriously attempting to come to that situation. But still, the situation is that even though he knows what is right and what is wrong, that means that's discrimination, and is endeavoring to act in the proper position, controlling the senses engaging them in the service of krishna still he may find that the the senses are so strong and impetuous what's the word for impetuous in Ravatsky? it's not given just strong it? but it's not in the translation though? you know do you have that word is there a direct translation no, well, it's actually Prabhupada is, it's, uh, Prabhupada, you can say, has added this word. It's it's another, it's another adjective that it's not directly in the Sanskrit. It, it means, uh, strong and doesn't give a damn about us. It's like, it's not like Maya thinks that. Well, this person has been trying hard. Okay, let him go. That's not Maya's duty. That's, Krishna does that. But Maya doesn't do that. Maya doesn't let us go. Her job is to catch us again and again. Anyway, everyone's in illusion by the power of Maya. That's Avrana Everyone's covered by Maya's covering. And if anyone tries to get out of Maya, then Maya pulls out the prakshet patnika Vritti, the throwing them back. It's special overdrive, you could say. So it's a very it's it's not possible to get out of Maya by our own attempt. Even even Vishwamitra tried so hard to control his senses and appeared to have been successful. None of us could do for Sixty minutes or maybe even sixty seconds, which Vishwamitra did for sixty thousand years, which just sit controlling his senses by the yoga process, but so quickly, immediately, he fell down into the most ridiculous Maya, and it wasn't even sophisticated Maya, it was just the same old yeah dancing girl that's all, <laughs> the same. which the so-called sophisticated maya ends up in the same way also. Sophisticated maya means intellectual platform, uh, impersonal liberation, all this. And eventually it all goes down from someone who may be thinking himself liberated. Vimuktamani, he thinks he's liberated. But Neglects to worship the lotus feet of Krishna. Then, Aruhya Krichrena Parang Padam. He, by great endeavor, he goes up to the situation of personal liberation. Tataha Adah. But from there, he falls down again because he neglects to worship Krishna. And then again, it's dancing girls. I mean, after some time, there'll be dancing girls for the so-called liberated yogi. So uh, Srila Prabhupada quotes this verse here of how and quotes uh, Yamuna Acharya as saying that, well, still those thoughts come in my mind, the thought of enjoying sex. But when it comes in my mind, I spit at it because I'm enjoying It seems so... Uh, distasteful now that I am enjoying Krishna consciousness. So this question I was asked the other day, is it is it right for us to enjoy kirtan, prasadam, associating with devotees? We are not supposed to enjoy. Krishna is the enjoyer. Well, we should enjoy these things. If we don't enjoy these things, then we'll enjoy the kirtan of persons other than Krishna. Glorification of film stars, musicians, politicians. If we don't enjoy Krishna Prasad, then we'll enjoy Krishna Aprasad. Or that which is not the mercy of Krishna. Actually, everything is the mercy of Krishna, but we, say, we call Krishna Prasad that which is offered to Krishna and received as his mercy. So we'll enjoy eating food for our own sense enjoyment. So this is the point. We enjoy Krishna consciousness, but as a subordinate enjoyer. We should enjoy If we don't enjoy, the nature of the living being is to enjoy. That I, Prabhupada, when he was asked, what is the purpose of life, Prabhupada answered, to enjoy. At least once, he answered like that. To enjoy. (laughs) Authoritatively. So if we don't enjoy, if we're not happy in Krishna consciousness, then we'll look for happiness elsewhere. So we should enjoy, but not with the spirit that I am the enjoyer. But with the spirit that may Krishna be pleased by my activities. And that will bring us pleasure. But if we're thinking how I will enjoy, let me engage in this kirtan in a manner that I will enjoy it, then that is mine. And if we simply think how I will sing and I pray that Krishna will be pleased by my singing, then we will feel happy as a so, But that is not maya, that is Krishna consciousness. So that is required, that is enjoyment. Brahma Bhuta Prasanna Atma Prabhupada so many times quoted this, that one who is on the spiritual platform is happy But that happiness is qualitatively and quantitatively different from material happiness. It's of a completely different category. So, uh, one may be happy in Krishna consciousness. This is our dilemma that devotees, they're practicing Krishna consciousness and they're experiencing some happiness in that. Otherwise, how can you go on in Krishna consciousness? I'm time to time asked, How many years have you been doing this? Meaning, uh, everything that is represented by what I look like, the way I dress, and the Gopichandan on, on the nose and forehead, and uh, unusual hairstyle, unusual for these unusual people that populate the earth. So then I say whatever it is. It's uh, usually more than what people think it is. So then quite often the next question comes Are you happy? Which is a silly question because if I wasn't happy then why should I do it? Why should I mean you can go on doing something which you're not happy doing for a short time but when it's when you voluntarily without any material reward one doesn't eat meat, drink wine, have sex, or uh, gamble, or watch TV, or go to the cinema, or do anything else except engage in Krishna conscious activities. Then, if one is not experiencing a happiness from that sense of happiness, then how can one con- continue? It's not possible. But nevertheless, despite our activities being engaged in Krishna, Krishna consciousness, there comes the, uh, there may come thoughts which are exactly the opposite of anything Krishna conscious. Gross, horrible thoughts. Where do they come from? well, Vedic psychology it's a uh, that everything we do everything we experience through each of our senses at every moment even that which we imagine in the mind or even that which we dream these are all impressions that word is there impression You have the same word? So this word impression, it has a meaning in psychology. Impression. A mental impression. What does it literally mean, impression? It means just like if you have some soft clay and you put a stamp. You will make a mark, right? An impression. Impress literally means to... Press, and then a, a, uh, an impression is left, a mark is left. So the impression, everything that we experience, makes an impression, in the, a mental impression in the mind. It's stored in the consciousness. That is called a sanskara. This word sanskara has various meanings. One of them is a mental impression that is stored in the consciousness. And it may be very deeply in the consciousness. This, uh, was it Freud or Jung? Jung spoke of the subconsciousness? Who was it? Jung, yeah. He was more intelligent than Freud, Prabhupada said. So he gave this idea of the subconscious, which was actually... Quite uh, perceptive. It's also accepted in Vedic psychology that within within the consciousness there's a massive stockpile of impressions, not only from this life but from previous lives also. Which is why we sometimes see in a dream. Things which we've never seen before. They're not, they're not even imaginable. They're, they're so strange. But they're formed of elements that we have stored in our consciousness. Srila Prabhupada gave the example. We may see in a dream a golden mountain. We never, We never saw a golden mountain. We never heard of a golden mountain. But because we've seen gold and a mountain, therefore these two disparate elements come together and in a dream we see a golden mountain and many more strange things which are caused by the uh, the uh, uncontrolled mind in sleep. Constantly, the, the nature of the mind is to form impressions, new and newer ones. If it doesn't have immediate Material, sensual material, it draws on the material in the subconsciousness in in a in an uh, an unusual manner, such that we experience many strange things in dreams. So uh, there are many within the subconsciousness. There are many desires. For instance, well, the same one. Here we have the, talking about the Apsara, Menaka. So why did Vishwamitra fall down? When the Apsara, Menaka, came and started jingling her ankle bells, which is not in and of itself, the sound of jingling ankle bells is not, shouldn't be enough to put one into maya. But why did he fall down? Why was he attracted by that? He was, uh, what's described here, a man of discrimination who is endeavoring to control the senses. And he was successfully doing so, but deep in his subconsciousness there was still the desire to enjoy woman. So what's the sound of jingling ankle bells got to do with... Sexual enjoyment. It's because that is associated within the mind. The, the, the women, they wear ankle bells. And a man is attracted by that. And in his mind, when he heard that, then the thought, Oh, a woman has come. Now I can enjoy. Maybe, maybe he didn't want that thought. He wasn't. He wasn't cultivating such thoughts. But it, that example is given. Even sometimes without out exterior stimuli, that it's just like in a lake. The lake may be still and clear, no disturbance. There's no wind. There's no. It's a lake, so it's not flowing, so it's completely still, but deep. In the mud at the bottom, there is some trapped air which may come up as a bubble to the surface. So in the same way, one's mind may be still and clear, but there may be some mud at the bottom, from which the... It means some dirty desires at the bottom, even if we are not aware. The water may be very clear, but the bubble comes up. So out of, we, we don't know practically where it's coming from, what exactly what its source is, but it's still, it's impressions in in the consciousness. So that comes up. This uh, When Vishwamitra, who was formerly a king, and as Yamuna Acharya also was, and as Srila Prabhupada pointed out, Yamuna Acharya must have been, Enjoying so many women, usually kings do that. So when uh Vishwamitra heard that sound, then he the, the ankle bell, then he associated that with beautiful women and the the, the associations, links within the mind, different thought. Which the, the ankle bell, jingle dingle dingle, and then Oh, woman, and then enjoyment. Ah, interesting. Then he opened his eyes and he was finished altogether. By the sight of the Apsara. So beautiful that he was fell down. Yamuna Acharya states that the thought comes in his mind, but he spits at it because he is experiencing a higher taste. So, uh, what is the word? Tinkling, tinkling, that's the word. Tinkling ankle bells. If we hear that sound, well, we can also think of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, dhala dhala shonara anga, charane When he goes out, dancing in the uh, towns and villages in his grihastha lila not in sannyaslila. then he is wearing he wears ankle bells and as his golden body trembles in ecstasy of love of krishna his uh, ankle bells they also sound so if Vishwamitra had been a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he would have heard ankle bells and been inspired in Krishna praying. There would be an udipana or an inspiration for Krishna praying, but instead it became an udipana for uh, just the opposite. So this is uh, this is the psychology. How does it happen, We often how does it happen? I'm cultivating Krishna consciousness. I'm happy, and I'm happy. I'm enjoying chanting Hare Krishna. I'm feeling reciprocation from Krishna in chanting Hare Krishna. But then, just like a, an attack from Maya, some completely non-Krishna conscious thoughts will come in the mind. They're very deeply lodged within the mind. So, how to overcome them? This is the question. There are so These are common questions. There are so many how-to questions. How can we overcome the dark desires within our minds? How can we be sincere? How can we get a taste for Krishna consciousness? These are the common how-to questions. How can I overcome the nasty things in my mind which I don't even want to be there but... Somehow they just come uninvited. You have a nice gathering of saintly people and very nice cultured devotees and all of a sudden in the middle comes some dirty, smelly, foul-mouthed... You know what foul mouth means? It means someone who talks the most low-class language. And his breath stinks, his body stinks and he's chewing it. You know, mutton bone or something like this. Completely horrible person just suddenly appears, uninvited. We're having a nice discussion about Krishna, all very good devotees, and all of a sudden this drunkard, smelly, reeking of alcohol, and chewing some meat comes in and starts yelling profanities. Profanity means kind of things devotees are not supposed to say. It means uh, bad words, swear words, that which is uh, not sacred, opposite of sacred. So it's like that. We we have so many nice thoughts in our mind, think, thinking of Krishna, and then all of a sudden, this uh, uninvited guest comes. What do you do with such a person? That's another question that often comes up. We have an we have our nice meeting, and then what happens if a drunkard comes in? What should we do? Beat him up? Throw him out? Or try and make him a devotee? Or what should we do? Well usually the uh, we should try to as politely as possible escort such people from our meeting because give them some prasadam, maybe if they'll take it. But such persons they they're not it's not very easy to immediately change them into a devotee. So we should politely escort them out. Or in the case of unwanted desires, we can spit on them, beat them with, a, beat them with shoes. That was uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Satsura Tagore said. In the morning when you get up, beat your mind with shoes and then in the night with a stick, with a broom. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, obviously it's allegorical because you can't literally beat the mind with shoes because the mind is subtle and shoes are gross. But the, the import is that we should just kick it out. Don't, don't embrace it. Don't embrace the uh, Rakshasa who appears within our midst. That may be a very nice sentiment to do so, but then if he eats us up, eats up our Krishna consciousness, it's not a very good idea to do so. <clears throat> so we should, uh, or another another uh, advice is given: just ignore nasty thoughts. Come up, okay, like the bubble comes up. Comes up in the water and pops on the surface and is gone. Unless we try to keep it. This, uh, there's another verse similar to the one we just read here. Indriyanam hicharatam yanmanona vidhiyate tatasya harati pragyam vayor nāvam ivābhāsi. That a strong wind can carry away a boat on the ocean. So similarly, a man of steady intelligence, his mind may be carried away by uh, various thoughts. But that's only possible if when the thought comes, we embrace it. When some bad thought comes in the mind, we can just let it go. Silly thought. That's not me. I'm a servant of Krishna. I'm not an enjoyer of this material world. I'm meant for serving Krishna. So just let it go, and it will go. But if we think about it and think, well, hmm, maybe it's a good idea, I should enjoy sense gratification. It's just like the uh, when a storm comes up in the ocean, there's a sailing boat. Then what do the sailors do? Anyone? They pull the sails down. The sail as long as the uh, favorable wind is there, then the sail is helpful. But when the wind becomes wild, then we have to pull the sails down. So Mayanukulena Nabasvate Ritam, Lord Krishna says that. My instructions in Shastra, they are like the favorable winds, for blowing the uh, the ship toward the port of back to Godhead. But the unfavorable is uh, the wind is the wild wind, which whirlwind. Sometimes material desires they're compared to a whirlwind. They cause destruction. I don't. They don't get that here in Croatia. Cyclones. It's not fun. Sometimes, very rarely, get it in hot climates, like in India or southern USA, like that. So this wild wind. That's also uh, Arjuna describes. Lord uh, Arjuna said that it is more difficult to control the mind than the wind. A wild wind. And Krishna agrees. It's very difficult. He agrees. Yes, you're right. It's very difficult to control the wind, to control the mind. But he says there is a way. Abhyasena tukontaya vairagyena chagrihyate By practice and by cultivating detachment. So how to yeah, this point, how to overcome. Well, Lord Krishna gives the answer by practice. Keep on going, as I was saying, keep your hand in your bead bag. It, it will have its effect. If we go on with our Krishna consciousness, with our activities, it will have its effect. So what is hope for the hopeless? This Actually, if we think about it, hope for the hopeless, it's a meaningless statement. Because if, they, if we have hope, then we're not hopeless. So that's the point. We're not hopeless. We do have hope. Lord Krishna has come to give us Bhagavad Gita. He comes to give us hope. We have no hope, but He gives us a means by which uh, even persons who are hopeless, they can be hopeful. So, in Kali Yoga, everyone is pretty hopeless. As far as following all the prescriptions or any of the prescriptions of Shastra, pretty hopeless. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes in Kali Yoga out of his immense mercy to give hope that I was according to the other day Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu jibe Dayakare Swaparishad Shriya Dharma Dharma Shaha Abhatare Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being merciful to the Jeevas appears along with his associates and along with his Dham he descends into this world he comes down to bring us up atantar dur prema karibare dan shaikhay sharanagati bhakateh very ra- extremely ra- rare love of krishna to give that he comes chaitanya mahaprabhu comes to give us extremely rare prem. prema brahma radur labha prema brahma cannot imagine to get that How does he give it? He gives it by teaching the process of Sharanagati. There's a process to get it. He gives it, but we have to do something to get it. So that is the uh, process of Sharanagati. It's a process. We have to keep on the path and Krishna will help us. So it seems very difficult if Vishwamitra could not control his mind then how shall we do so by following the process of sharanagati anukul yasya sankalpa the first thing is to accept everything that is favorable so many uh, there are many favorable factors in cultivating krishna consciousness of which, uh, associating with devotees, that is essential. Krishna bhakti, janma mol hai shadushanga. The very root of, of, of how how can we even begin our Krishna consciousness by associating with devotees? And uh, what is that? Krishna bhakti, janmai. Even when Krishna Bhakti has developed, it still remains an essential element. So, devote we help each other. Sangai Shakti In Kali Yoga, there's strength in association. In Satya Yoga, people would go away individually and meditate. But in Kali Yoga, that's not recommended. We get strength in. We feel that in festivals like this, when we come together, we feel strength, isn't it? We feel some, some more strength than, than if we just go away by ourselves. That's very dangerous. That, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Sajar described. Nirjane Anartha, living alone is that in itself is an Anartha and gives rise to so many other Anarthas by so by in, in in good association there's talk of krishna there're activities in krishna consciousness and we're less likely to think bad things or do bad things we 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 feel encouraged to do the thing that we should do we feel more inclined to chant Hare krishna when there are many devotees happily chanting Hare krishna we may not feel so much inclined to do if we're alone by ourselves and if we're in association with devotees if they're actually devotees then if we do start to have difficulties and start to slip then they will want to help us they'll try to help us and we won't want to do wrong things in the association of devotees it's social pressure just like if we're if we're in the society of drunkards we want to drink we want to feel part of the society we want to show that yeah yeah I'm I'm also a drunkard. So it's sociable. So in the society of devotees by social pressure we should rise early in the morning chant Hare Krishna not talk nonsense. So the association is very favorable. Uh-huh. That's why Śrīla Prabhupāda wanted to make these rural communities for devotees by which we can live together. As long as we're in the, we are as as living in the society that promotes calm, crow, the lobe. What is that? Desire, mundane desire, anger, greed, and all other bad, kam, Crow, lobe, moha, sarya. These are six basic bad qualities. There's illusion, the madness of pride, envy. As long as we're in that society, it's going to be very difficult to get free of these bad qualities. And the bad things that are in the heart, they're going to be encouraged to come out by bad associations. So Śrīla Prabhupāda wanted to start these rural communities so that devotees could live together far away from the society that promotes all bad things and live in the association of devotees where we can together cultivate Krishna consciousness. What's that? Does that mean there's time to finish the class? Time to get up for karmis? Alarm clock? Huh? A horse carriage. Someone has a horse. I see. Alright. So association is required, but we also have to make our decision to be Krishna conscious. We have to make a strong resolve. We're supposed to do that at initiation, but. We see so many fall away even after initiation. Srila Prabhupada said that those who fall away after their initiation vows, they are animals. He said they are not even human beings. Because a human being can make a vow but animals cannot. But in Kali Yoga people are so... <laughs> What's the word? Someone suggests a word. Frivolous, irresponsible, and devoid of any good qualities. Animals, that's the word Prabhupada used, animalistic. They'll take a vow, yes, I vow, I will follow, and they don't follow it. And Prabhu was telling me he went in a devotee's house, and the devotee offered him, You like a beer? He was serious. I guess other devotees come and visit him and drink beer. I guess there must be in Croatia also like that. They're more into wine here, isn't it? (laughs) Whatever. But it's the same Anartha. Well, yeah, we also chant Hare Krishna sometimes when we feel like it. We're also devotees. Krishna likes his devotees to be happy. So... I'm drinking wine and that will please Krishna. It makes me happy. Ananda. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda were going from Navadit to Shantipur, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was going particularly for the purpose of beating up Advaita Acharya. So they stopped in the home of a sannyasi, sannyasi's home. And then his wife came out and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was thinking, what kind of a sannyasi is this? And then the sannyasi offered them some ananda. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Nityananda, what does he mean? Because Nityananda was already worldly wise, having traveled throughout the whole length of India and seen such tantric so-called sannyasis. And Nityananda knew he brought out the pot of wine. Ananda. So, it's ridiculous to watch TV, go to the movies, read novels, drink beer, or if you, you wine is supposed to be more, in the Kami's view, it's more sophisticated than beer. Beer is low class. (laughs) Why it is high class. Anything like that here also? Just see what a low class background I'm coming from. I'm talking about beer, not wine. So if we take these things and then we say, you know, why don't I have taste for chanting Hare Krishna? And what's on TV tonight? That's called janiya shunya bisha kainu, knowingly drinking poison. So there's, we have to be serious. It's, there's no, there is hope, even if we feel hopeless. But if we make a contract and we sign it that I will not be Krishna conscious, Matiyana Krishna paratasvatova mito bhadye adanta. Go here, vishatang tamisram, punav punas charvete nam. If we decide to engage in sense gratification, then we are making a contract. I will not be Krishna conscious. If, having known about Krishna consciousness, we decide to anyway perform activities which are absolutely antithetical to Krishna consciousness, then. I guess you wouldn't all be sitting here. You are serious. Otherwise you wouldn't be here, I hope. But there is the possibility of being victimized by bad association. We have to be very careful because there are so many devotees saying, yeah, I'm also a devotee. See, I have Bhagavad Gita in my house. I was initiated. So I watch TV Sunday. It's not so bad. Not, not the totally pornographic things. But it's, it's all pornography. It's all gross. It's all pulling us away from Krishna. It's all Mainaka, Maya's representative. Just like the ankle bell in itself it does not fall down. But one thing leads to another very quickly. So in the same way, watching Polar bears running around on Discovery Channel on TV is not in and of itself a gross fall down, but one thing leads to another. <laughs> so, better take prasadam. All right, I'll finish there. Time's up for now. Tomorrow, Krishna willing, I may continue this. Hare Krishna. I'll go to Srila Prabhupada. I won't take questions now because... I didn't finish the topics I meant to discuss. So if there's time tomorrow, if I get a chance, I'll take questions so Thank you. Hare